Crime Matters, in collaboration with Slaking Thirst's podcast, presents the Christian mythic narrative, The Deep History of the World. PrimeMatters.com is a groundbreaking project of educational outreach of the University of Mary, awakening the Catholic imaginative vision. Episode 9, The Jews, the Chosen People. To this point in our narrative, we have dealt with matters that are by their nature beyond a simple literal account. These events, the creation of the angels and the fall of some among them, the creation of the world out of nothing and its development through long ages, the coming of the human race, and the rebellion and fall from grace of our first parents are mighty truths, events that really happened and that touch us down to this moment. But because of their mysterious nature, they are necessarily conveyed to us in story, symbol, and mythic language. We now come to the part of our drama that enters the historical record in a more explicit way. Mythic story and historical fact begin to run closely together. God could presumably have saved the world in any number of ways, by any number of means. He could have sent legions of angels in a counterattack on the forces of the devil. He could have riveted the attention of the world by appearing in a majestic form in the skies, or by coming among us in superhuman shape and attracting multitudes by his godlike beauty and power have led us in a worldwide crusade of liberation. He could have transmitted his word to every ear or have troubled each one's sleep with potent dreams. He could have done anything he wanted. But the plan he put into motion was none of these. It was unlooked for and is still thought by many to be unlikely and improbable. He chose one man, and from that man and his wife, he brought forth one people. This one people, not particularly impressive or distinguished among the nations of the earth, were to be the stage upon which God would enact the salvation of the world. It is worth stopping for a moment to dwell on the remarkable uniqueness of the Jews. There is no other people like them. They have played a role in the history of humanity immensely out of proportion to their size or apparent significance. Even at this day, more than half the people of the world tie their deepest identity to the claims made and the traditions handed on by the Jews. Theirs has been the central religious experience of the human race. It is impossible to understand the great human drama unless we see the place in it held by the Jews. God has given them most of the decisive parts in that drama. They are the chosen the family singled out by God to bear the immense privilege and the difficult burden of being God's instrument for the salvation of our race. No other people has a history like that of the Jews. It is not so much the story of a nation as it is a chronicle of the deeds of God. The part the Jews themselves have played in their own history is always derivative and often embarrassingly unimpressive. What other people has kept a careful record of the ways they were unfaithful to their vocation? What other national history goes out of its way to flaunt its failures and to keep careful track of its treasons, 
Yet that centuries-long story of the Israelites' obstinate failure and God's unwearying faithfulness has reverberated throughout the world. God's choice of the Jews points to certain dynamics that we will want to keep in mind as our story unfolds. In dealing with the Jewish people, God was writing the history of the human race in microcosm. What happened to the ancient Israelites was not just an interesting ethnic history, one national story among many. Their unique experience was a shadow, less substantial but easier to see, of the deeper but hidden work that God would be accomplishing among every people and even in each individual soul. We go to the history of the Jews to see ourselves and our own history shadowed out in a kind of poetic form. As we continue our narrative, there are some interpretive keys that will help us understand the story's true meaning. First, God works through time. Just as he initially created the world through time, so he recreates the world through time. He is not impressed by big numbers and splashy results. God started the human race with two people, and from them, in the slow workings of time, he brought forth the many millions of humans. In the same way, God initiated his plan for saving the human race with one person, and from him and his wife, accomplishing his work over time, he brought forth millions of renewed humans. Not on noisy and ephemeral mass movements, but on the hidden actions of chosen individuals, the destiny of the human race turns. Next, God operates on a communal and family principle. He does not save individuals alone. He saves families, peoples, and ultimately the race as a whole. He honors the communal nature of humanity even as he deals singly with us. Third, God is not egalitarian if that is understood to mean that everyone has the same experiences and the same opportunities and gets treated the same way as they go through life. God is universally just and loving, but he deals with peoples, families, and individuals uniquely according to his own will and his own design. He writes a different script for every character in his story. Fourth, God prefers to work through non-obvious instruments, Abraham was not among the most powerful or the most noteworthy of the earth. The Israelites were far from being the most numerous or culturally potent people of their time, nowhere even close. Yet the fortunes of humanity were riding on what God was doing with them. Fifth, God often shows us the meaning of what he is doing through the use of what are called types, visible images that reveal in space and time the inward and invisible workings of history. Such types are real in themselves, and at the same time they are symbols of yet deeper realities, realities often only later to be revealed. Much of the history of the Israelite people and of God's dealing with them are such types, shadows that are awaiting their fulfillment in coming events. The whole of Israelite history unfolds like a complex musical arrangement moving forward with purposeful tension as it seeks ever more intently for that tonic that will bring resolution to its various chords, for the realities that will fulfill the shadows that had first outlined their shape. A final note before returning to our narrative. 
The children of Abraham are at the center of human history. Jerusalem is the true pole of the earth, and God has arranged matters such as to draw the whole world into their story, or to put it another way, to expand their story to encompass the whole world. Ancient Israel stands for the whole human race, their hopes, their failures, their victories and their defeats do not apply only to them. They stand as representatives for all of us. This is why we pay so much attention to God's dealings with the Jews as they are laid out in the sacred writings. It is their story and it is ours.